Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It is me, Philippe your Brazilian dragon and here we're here with your first regular episode of Scooby Snacks and Chats and I'm not alone I am joined by the crabby creature of Creepy Crack Kate Evans herself Kate how are you doing on this Saturday night I'm good Felipe I'm good how are you doing tonight I'm okay uh I I just am ready for a promotion and I don't think I'm respected in this industry Kate you should get a promotion. Should I? should I or should I stay put where the fans need me? Promotion. Promotion? Okay, so I'll, I'll go full Shaggy. Um, I'll go up the ladder, baby. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing here, Kate? Explain to the audience. Today we are discussing the movie that Felipe and I watched together, but he watched it twice because he watched it without me. I was confused when I said, let's schedule it for 3.30. I was like, okay, let's do the podcast. So then I was like, oh shit, I haven't watched the movie yet. So then I st- I woke up early and w- watched it. And then like 3.30 rolls around and Kate's like, okay, let's watch the movie. I'm like, oh, I was so confused. You never told me what movie was first. And then we always watch the movies together. I mean, every time that we've podcasted, I've watched the movie twice anyway, so it's nothing new. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's our routine now that you watch it without me, and then I say, wait, watch it with me. Okay, yeah. From now on, (laughs) I'll remember. Um, But anyways, what's the movie called? Scooby-Doo Goes to Hollywood. Close enough. Scooby Goes Hollywood, uh, later titled Scooby-Doo Goes Hollywood, but there's no two. There's no two. I don't know where you got that from. It premiered on December 23rd, 1979, and it's basically an interesting movie. How, how would you describe this movie? It was actually a television special before we move forward, before I get attacked in the comments. <laughs> it's definitely a television special because it's only like 45 minutes. Um... I have to be 40 minutes too long. <laughs> I have to be blatantly honest. Um, well, I'm a big fan of Scooby-Doo. I grew up with Scooby-Doo, but I think one of the big elements that makes Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo was missing from this entire special. And that's the entire idea of the monsters and who's the bad guy. That just wasn't in the in mystery. And the whole mystery. That just wasn't yeah. in this episode. So I was a bit like this was a good I think this was like really interesting experiment as a meta like discussion but like going to the fact that this was the first like more than just an episode sort of thing as well as the fact that there was no mystery and we're so used to mysteries and also like even though they were referencing a lot of like things like and I got the references it was like not references we grew up with so um yeah so it was an interesting movie like the first 20 minutes I was like get me the hell out of here and then it picked up a little bit I will say um once I kind of un- appreciated what they were doing afterwards um but the first 20 minutes I almost like started watching it two times speed to get over it but I didn't um so yeah do we want to do a quick recap of the movie yes go ahead Okay, so uh, this is just like the quick summary and then we'll go a little more chronological. Basically, Scooby and Shaggy are tired of being like involved with stunts on their television cartoon uh, or television show, their Saturday morning show, um, The Mystery Gang After Solving Many Mysteries. 
and Shaggy and Shaggy more so than Scooby really wants Scooby to become a primetime star and get out of the Saturday morning bubble. So he's pitching to CJ, um, their agent, their manager, um, and they're doing a lot of pastiches, parodies, spoofs of old uh, shows and movies from the time. And it's basically Scooby like doing all these pilot demos and, and like basically he's making a reel <laughs> um, and showing his reel to CJ and CJ is like, what the hell Scooby? You're going to be, you should stay on Saturday morning shows. And at the end Scooby agrees. And there's very little Daphne Vellman Fred as well in this movie. And yeah, there's no monster as Kate mentioned, unless you count CJ and his uh, little cohort of white men. Honestly, we need to dive into that because that was interesting and uncomfortable. Yeah. So do you want to go like, do you have any like thing to add in terms of the summer or do you want to start getting into like the plot? No, I feel like that was pretty accurate. Honestly, that was pretty, pretty much nailed it. See, I'm good. I'm good at that. Um, anyway, so we start the movie off uh, with the crow, Kate's favorite character of the whole movie. Um I thought we were going to have the greatest movie ever. This crow had the weirdest red eyes. They were shaped weird and I loved it. And then what happened? And then we find out that it's on a soundstage and Scooby and Shaggy are catapulted through in a barrel through the window and the director yells cut. And uh, then Scooby and Shaggy go to uh, the soundstage executive area uh, and something they had here was shaggy would try to like be like scooby i'm gonna do all the talking and then every time they met someone the person's like who the hell are you and then scooby pops out and he's like oh scooby-doo um raggy um so yeah so they get to cj's office and shaggy pitches scooby as a dramatic actor who is who is a comedic actor that like scooby should not become dramatic actor to you um oh what's his name oh goodness oh my gosh you'll have to just give me a second hold on it's just i'm blanking okay i'll think of one i'll think of one um um chris rock chris rock oh that's a good one that's a good one um I was also thinking like Kevin Hart as well. Um, maybe Ken Jong from Community. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's not layers in Seth there. Rogen. Seth Rogen as well. Yep. But well, we watched we watched a few Seth Rogen movies earlier in quarantine. Oh, I love Seth Rogen. I just don't think that whenever he does anything super serious, I can't. Jonah Hill. Disagree on Jonah Hill. I I maintain that stance. I I think Jonah Hill can do anything. Mm, I disagree. Anyways, well, keep going. Uh, before we break up the podcast over this, uh, and Scooby shows CJ how Scooby won the West. Now, can you describe what happens in this little plot of, of, the, of the short films? Yeah, of the of this parody, or do you want me to do it? You can, I don't, those, the little short movies were probably the worst part. Okay. So, uh, Scooby is hanging wanted signs, uh, for <laughs> Jess Rotten. And then he puts the glue in the bucket. He's talking to Shaggy and then he starts painting. And I feel like that's classic Scooby. That was the best one. <laughs> yeah. He's painting all over Jess Rotten and Jess Rotten tells Scooby to get out of town before, uh, Jess Rotten like ends him, I guess. I don't know. And so Scooby tries to get on a train, but then he's waving goodbye to his town and he gets caught on a line, uh, uh, like what kind of, it was like a fish hook line, but, um, and he gets swung back into town right on JR's feet and Scooby runs into him and runs off into the sunset and CJ thinks it was funny and Scooby and Shaggy are not being serious. They're just joking around about Scooby becoming a comedic actor. So what did you think of all this? That was the best short film of all of them. I absolutely died when he was painting the guy with glue. <laughs> it was, as you said, the most Scooby-Doo moment. It was yeah. very cool. Have you ever painted anyone with glue? 
Um, I painted my own fingers with glue. Um, have you ever burned yourself with a glue gun? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, was there a I kid in elementary school? It's fun to peel it off. I disagree. It's painful to feel. Not hot glue, like Elmer's glue. Oh. When it dries, you peel it off. Were, were you that kid in elementary school who ate glue? I feel like no. that's you. No? Okay. <laughs> I never ate glue. I was not the kid to do that. Did you know the kid who did that? Yeah, I could name Can you think of someone from... Yeah. Offline, you have to tell me if you think any of our people that we know were those kids <laughs> back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so um, let me see. And so, yeah, so CJ kicks them out. He's like, ha, 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 that's so funny. Uh, Scooby, you always make me laugh, basically. And uh, Scooby tells the mystery gang that he's going to leave the show. And they're all like, what? What is happening? Um, And then Scooby and Shaggy go to film another reel um, with LaVon at a roller rink to be LaVon and Scooby. Um, This was clearly a parody of Laverne and Shirley. Um, But yeah. And the first one was How the West Was Won, um, the TV show. I get it. Kate looks confused. No, I've never seen these, but it, you know, the show, the Scooby-Doo movie makes more sense now. Yeah, they were all like parodies. I, I don't know if you understood that. Now. No, absolutely did not. No. Okay, well, anyways, they, they uh, once again, all of these end in Scooby being clumsy and cartoonish hijinks mm-hmm. that occur. Um, yeah, so that's what happens, but then it like it, Scooby runs into Lavon and uh, it's cartoonish hijinks, like I said. So that that goes wildly bad. They even crash into Shaggy at the end. Um, but then Scooby and Shaggy meet with CJ and preview his new tape on the real Scooby Days. Do you know what this was a reference to? No. Happy Days. There was even the groove um who was the fawns at the diner and then they had a lot of musical numbers i forgot to mention that up top this one had a lot of musical numbers you know it did you know i also i i might be the world's worst film kid to exist the fact that i went to college for a film and television really bad at classics is you know a little bit embarrassing well it's okay you can rewatch this movie on loop to understand classic cinema mm-hmm. and television. Um, but yeah, so that they have a music number. And was that the music number that you said was a bop? The one in the Or diary. was it a later one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was a bop. Yeah. I, was, I was jamming to that. Yep. Um, so that happens. And then CJ is upset. He goes into the closet and just screams, which I thought was very unprofessional. CJ needs to be uh, talked to by HR. <laughs> the first time we saw him, I said, CJ sus. Yeah. He's he was the imposter. That scene where those men were worshiping him was um, really weird. Yep. We'll get to it. Um, and then anyways, Shaggy gives CJ a new contract and CJ gets anxious. Scooby goes to this high society dinner, um, which what did you think of the high society mm-hmm. dinner as a thing? Kate what dinner? the high society dinner like the when he went to like that 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 black tie event where he hobnobbed and then he dropped the cups and the punch and then he made a sandwich and stole all the food to be <laughs> did you ma'am I remember the scene how do you not remember this scene it was one of my favorites of the whole thing he went to this like black velvet. I think that's the name of the restaurant in the movie. It was like the black velvet. Um, and it was like all the, the celebrities and Scooby was supposed to be professional, but then he was a buffoon and took all the food on this one sandwich and then gave it to the waiter. He also dropped all the cups in the punch and then put his hands on the punch. I do not remember this. <laughs> 
Kate was Kate was in her own world. She blacked out for five minutes. I mean, that happens in this movie. I mean, honestly, I don't remember that scene. I remember the scene when Shaggy was talking to Scooby in the truck in the beginning and they were eating, but not when they were eating at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about a sandwich? He was like, let's put lettuce, tomatoes, uh, like some meats, peanut butter, hot sauce. I was like, what the hell? Then he kept pulling Scooby away from his food. Scooby Doo and Shaggy, what a what a duo! Um, it looks like that little mask behind you, like the top of it that says "Kiss Air" or something. Kiss me. Kiss me. It looked like it was a little hat on your head by the way you were leaning. Yeah, like that. <laughs> like a sailor's hat. But anyway, so Scooby goes to the dinner. Scooby's a mess. He's barred from the restaurant, and CJ's like, "This is a PR crisis." And then Scooby goes to a pool party, and there's not a lot of action at the pool party either. He just does some flips. Um, and meanwhile, Velma, Daphne, and Fred are upset when they see the newspaper, and then they flash back. They're looking at baby photos of Scooby. They flash back to the pet store, um, and they're like, "I like this dog." And Shaggy's like, "I don't think this dog has character." And then they turn around, and Scooby's there. And then Shaggy's like, "I think this dog has too much character. I don't want him." But everyone else convinces him. So that was um, cute. I did like the Scooby Doo backstories, and then they had a second backstory. Yeah, Scooby's first birthday, and he they told him to make a wish, and then he blows out the candle and takes the cake and eats the whole cake with like he like sucks it in. Isn't and then someone asked cake. What? His wish was for more cake, and then he puts Yeah, so someone asks him what his wish was, and then he says, More cake. And then he like <laughs> hits it all, he sucks all the cakes in because everyone had their own individual cakes. That was funny. That was and not just like slices. They had like the full ass cake. Like when you get your own personal pizza. I know you don't. You're not an Avatar person, right? Avatar The Last Airbender. I watched it a bit growing up, but I never got the urge to like fully rewatch. I know a lot of people have yeah. recently like gotten back into it. So my pal Jacob has an Avatar podcast. And on this latest episode, he said that Aang, who in the show is a 12 year old child. He said, quote, Aang got them cakes. I was like, oh, hello. I was like, what the hell are you doing? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his co-host Zach uh, was like, let's just move away from you saying that. <laughs> but it was, it's a great podcast. I highly recommend it. Feel free to check it out. Um, and so, yeah, so Scooby heats the cake. And then there's another musical number. And Velma, Daphne, and Fred want to get Scooby back on track. So... While Scooby, meanwhile, Scooby's having a fantasy in his mind at the Scooby-Doo premiere event for two movies of his. The first one is Super Scoob. Do you know what that's a reference to? Come on, Kate. Is it just Superman? Yeah, good job. And then the second one was The Sound of Scoob that Scooby oh. leaves in the middle to change the letters. What, what, what's the, what's the reference? That one was one of my favorites. It was so short, but it was also funny in school. And that's going to be the photo. I'll send you the photo of the Scooby in the dress yeah. twirling around. And then he falls into the canyon singing the hills of her life. He falls into the river. The Scooby movies um, were um, creative. Yeah, they were either hit or miss. Like I, I thought the I thought the Sound of Music one was very funny, but the Superman one wasn't that great. If we're being honest, um, you, the magician one. Magician. Oh yeah, the Sunny and Cher. Oh, yeah. I should have waited to ask if you knew what that was a reference to. No, oh, it was the Sunny and Cher show. That. But also, some of these I had to look up. Like I was like, Scooby and Sherry, what? And I was like, oh, that makes sense because I, I knew some of them were TV. But um, anyway, so Scooby gets stuck in cement as Shaggy is like saying, "You need to do that," and he's trying to put his paws in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, and according to Kate, Scooby does not have a star on the Walk of Fame. But and I looked it up. do you want to do you want to explain why you were upset? Well, because apparently Alvin and the Chipmunks have a star, but Scooby Doo doesn't have a star. I mean, Alvin and the Chipmunks sucks for multiple reasons that are personal reasons. But regardless, they are mm. still nowhere near as successful as Scooby Doo, who's had like six different series and what we counted like fifty movies. Now, yeah chipmunks well just... alvin and the chipmunks have some great live action ones i will say that oh those are the worst that's the actual that's the ones i hate the most jesse mccartney was in it 
Yeah, but that, you know what? I can't stand the chipmunk. So, you know, Jesse McCartney didn't make up. Well, I'm going to send you the chipmunk's Christmas song and make you listen to it. No, please. I can send you even the Glee version of the chipmunk song. (laughs) I don't like live action animals like that. When I do like. So, you didn't watch The Lion King? No. Anyways, I love this little tangent that we went on, but. it was full of Alvin and the Chipmunks slander, so we have to move on immediately. Um, CJ auditions new dogs for Scooby's role, and Fred and Daphne and Velma are all in on it because it was Velma's plan. Um, and they're like, "Let's get Scooby back." And then uh, Scooby and oh, this is Scooby and Shaggy uh, watch from the from the what is that? They're in the sound stage, but they're like behind some like props. They were just on the side. I feel. yeah. They were giggling their ass off, laughing at the different dogs. And like, there were a few dogs that weren't terrible, honestly. They're just not Scooby. They were terrible. The first dog was not that bad. They were all pretty But maybe it was the voice acting that I enjoyed. Because the the guy was like... They did their character well. Like, their character was... Like, it all made sense. They were just... Yeah, but they're not Scooby-Doo, obviously. Mm -mm. Um, But then we get some more, like reels uh scooby and sheree which is like a magician variety show of the sunny and share show um and there's another musical number there the love ship do you know what that was a reference to no the love boat um i knew it was a reference to that but i didn't know what the love i don't know what the love boat is as a show or a movie i didn't watch it but i know i've heard the word the love boat um and that one scooby is a captain on a cruise and forgot to tie off the ropes and brought the whole port along with him that's funny um and then we get a primetime announcement on jackie carson show arranged by cj when he gets replaced i didn't write down the name of the dog that replaced scooby-doo but that's where scooby's supposed to announce that he's going to be a primetime dramatic actor um so he does that and the kids in their television homes they're clamoring for scooby they're like what the hell scooby we want scooby-doo um and kate was also like we want scooby-doo yeah, I was not a fan of this replacement dog. Uh, we need Scooby-Doo back and we need him solving his mysteries again because this episode just, I, it took me way too long to figure out the plot. That, that, yeah. that what, I, what was happening, it was the plot. I thought we were just still in the beginning. Yeah, if anything, I thought it was going to be like three little like Scooby shorts, like oh. the mystery one, the Wild West. I thought that was going to be mm-hmm. one because that was longer than a lot of the other ones. And then like they kept doing this and like, what the? I agree. I was a fan of the Wild West one. I think that the comedy was top tier during that. As it kept going, I enjoyed it more and more. But like, it definitely was a slow burn to get to like the point that I enjoyed it. Like, I don't think I started like enjoying it until like Scooby went to the restaurant that apparently you blocked out. (laughs) I don't know. I do not remember that scene. Yeah, and that's like at least halfway through the movie, um, if if not later. Um, but yeah, so Scooby has one more pastiche. He does Scooby's Angels. Um, and that, do you know what that's a reference to? Charlie's Angels. Good job, Kate. Yay. I'm glad you learned something in Howl's class. Oh, I knew that beforehand. <laughs> I want to be an oh, angel. Thank you. But not you for Charlie. You want to be an angel? Which one? Naomi Scott Me. or Kristen an Stewart? No, my angel. Oh. There's four angels. Who would you be an angel for? Me? myself good i love it i'd be an angel for andrea or ollie but not you i would never be your angel don't call me angel i'm hurt it's fine i can't i can't be an angel for the crabby creature of the creepy crag yes you can um but anyway so CJ convinces Scooby to stay on the Saturday morning show by showing him all his fans in the street with picket signs, including Fred, Daphne, and Velma. They're like, we love Scooby-Doo. And Scooby's like, I must stay. And CJ's very happy. And then Scooby goes down to the mystery machine. And Shaggy wants to show CJ his reel, including titles like Mork and Shaggy. Um, And let me look it up because I have it here. Mork and Shaggy uh welcome back shaggy and shaggy and hutch do you know what any of those are a reference to no 
I knew Mork and Mindy and Welcome Back Shaggy was Welcome Back Cotter, but I didn't know Shaggy and Hutch, which is Starsky and Hutch. Um, but yeah, 70 minute pilot episode. Pilot movie. Okay. I was like, what the hell? Um, so yeah. And then Shaggy, CJ is like, no, and has his white men there. And then, um, yes, Shaggy runs off to chase after the mystery machine um covered in real tape um like he's he's like constricted okay but yeah any final thoughts on the movie uh, oh i'm just a, a little speechless but okay okay i'll give you a second i'll give you a second okay i'm ready i'm ready so kate any final thoughts on the movie now that we've discussed it all we needed more fred daphne and velma because at one point I even texted you and I said, where are they? Because they just weren't even in the movie. They were in like three scenes in total. I'd say they were probably in the movie for like less than a minute total. Probably. I missed them. I was not a fan of them not being there. This erasure. Um, Yeah, so. Yeah, so in terms of the game, we both realized pretty early on that there was not going to be a monster. So we each gave ourselves a point because we can do that. It's our rules, not yours. So congrats kate on your point and congrats, congrats me on my point oh thank you thank you um do we want to do uh listener feedback do we want to do uh scores do we want to do um lvps and mvps what yeah. do you want to do MVP which one MVP. okay i want to hear yours because i have mine written down so it's not spoiled. okay okay i know mine Who is my it? lvp is cj no he's not one of the main five it has to be that's the whole point of the movie he can be he can be your auxiliary character LVP. I thought we established this in the preview and podcast. LVP is Shaggy. Okay, same. He walked up into that girl's face and yelled at her, and I was really not having it. Oh, my reasoning was more because he was. Well, that's also not okay at all, and I don't condone that. And that's another reason why he's an LVP. But like the biggest thing for me is that Scooby wasn't gonna do this without Shaggy trying to force him to leave his comfortable cushy gig. And he was like, Shaggy was pressuring Scooby to become uh, like one of those celebrities that get power hungry. When that wasn't Scooby at all. Scooby was perfectly content. And Shaggy was the one who wanted the negotiation. So that was why. He was like corrupting Scooby and I was not okay with that. That's completely fair. Okay. My MVP is Scooby because all he did was showcase his talents. He was also mine. Rob the Ramras. That was your favorite. Um, yeah, I love Scooby. He was clearly the MVP because this movie was all about him. Like, I could not in good faith give it to Daphne, Fred, or Velma. They were, had no screen time. So by process of elimination, also because Scooby made me laugh the most. Like, with the glue on uh, Just Rotten and uh, the the buffet that you missed out on. Oh no, why I don't remember. But the glue was my favorite scene. Yeah, it so was my favorite scene in, in the whole thing. So. Okay, so let's get to the audience. We had one person fill out this first form. Um, it was Miss Andrea Rios, uh, a queen. But I have to ask a question to you on air to establish this. If they don't specify the movie, should we count their MVP LVP? Because Andrea said none in under movie, but then still voted for an MVP and LVP. So this is. Should we just say this is her general MVP and LVP, but not count it to this specific movie? Yes. Also, based on her response, I know 100% she did not rewatch this movie or ever seen it because she put Daphne as her LVP, uh, as her MVP. I was like, okay, Daphne's a queen for sure, but she was not in this movie at all, and I can't justify giving her an uh, MVP point. But audience feedback, if you're listening to this and you think we should give Andrea's points out even though she specified none under the movie um then let us know she also said shaggy as the lvp which aligns with this movie but i don't know um i, I don't know but we have some other listener feedback but do you want to do scores first or do you want to do that rest of the listener feedback okay andrea has a suggestion um she wants to know that well it's not really a suggestion uh, a question it's more of like a suggestion for future podcasts we should rank the actual scooby gummy snacks like talk about each color flavor and which is the best and also 
she specifically highlights that blue is her favorite. I'm I'm down. I'm oh, down too. Let me just quickly look if they have gelatin in them, but I'm Are down. you yes, because Kate is a vegan. No, I'm vegetarian. Oh. You're mostly vegan though, from our conversations. I feel like you're like there's a lot of like times where you go for do you drink milk? I drink oat milk but i will 100 percent drink milk if like i'm at somebody's house and they only have milk for the cereal like, i'll just put regular milk and if there's milk in it in a recipe like milk but like my mom buys me my own thing of oat milk scooby snacks are gelatin free baby so i will be purchasing those the gummies right mm-hmm. yes okay so we also have some other questions from our instagram page let me pull them up um I have some Discord notifications that I need to check after this. Let me, oh, I don't like this new Instagram. It's harder to find stuff. Okay. Um, do you want to do Andrea's question or Ollie's question first? Let's do Ollie's question. Official Mom Dad asks, in your humble opinion, who's the hottest member of the live action casts? Kate's going to say Matthew Lillard. Yeah, you know I am. Yeah. I, I was going to say uh, Sarah Michelle Gillar. Sarah Michelle. I think I said just Sarah Jessica Parker on the last podcast. Jessica Parker. Sarah Michelle Geller would can um I'm gonna tie that. Yeah. Also in uh, in the future Cardo- ones, Haley Kyoko. Is it Linda Card Linda is it Linda Cardellini? Yeah, Cardellini. You mean Hawkeye's wife? She's Velma. Oh wait, you don't watch superhero movies, never mind. She's Velma. So, um uh, I'm gonna go with all three. Linda Cardellini is not Velma. What? Yes, she is. Linda Cardellini. She's Velma. Let me look. Uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar and. Oh Matt my God, she Gellar. is. Yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna go with all three, please. I love all three. Kate is so indecisive. It's frustrating but iconic at the same time because i wouldn't correct. this is just like when she couldn't decide if she preferred lauren and camera or barnett and ashley from love is blind oh but i prefer no she she hated barnett, barnett. i'm just kidding you hate barnett i do he was the army guy <gasps> never mind <laughs> okay do you want to get to uh do you want to get to andrea's question yes andrea um let me specify that in the Instagram post and our Facebook post, I said that this movie takes place in the place that Kate and I met. Hollywood, Los it Angeles. Hollywood. I was so sad watching it because I missed being in Hollywood and the studio that this movie takes place on was definitely the Warner Brothers. Inspired by, yeah, the Warner Brothers. And that just oh. hurt even more. I miss working Because we did that. You worked there? I worked Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you worked at Blumhouse. Can I say that? I, I can cut that out. Atomic Monster. Yeah. Same horror, creepy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but very different companies. True, true, true. But like, yeah. Um, but Justine worked at um, Atomic Monster. But Eduardo worked at? They both worked at Blumhouse. Okay. So Eduardo yeah. worked at Blumhouse. Justine worked at Blumhouse and Atomic Monster. And I worked at Atomic Monster. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, so this movie takes place in LA. And um, we should share some LA memories afterwards, but Andrea wants to know, um, who was your fave person in LA? And then there's a, there's a parenthetical in it. Um, do you want me to read that? Or do you want to answer it before I read the second part? Read the second part. The answer better be me for exclamation parts, angry face emoji. Andrea. Besides Andrea, obviously then, because that's impossible. Um, also, does it count? If my favorite person in LA, like obviously my favorite person in LA was Andrea, hands down. But I knew Andrea before. Is her question who more, who was your favorite person that you met in LA from BULA? Or is it more, who was your favorite person that was in LA with you? Because if it's the latter, Andrea, hands down. Sorry, Kate, you've been, you've, you're not my number one anymore. Um, because Andrea's question demands, demands the sacrifice to be made. I would say if if it's people that I met in LA, then I would say Andrea and you. 
And then, and also Candela. And then if it was, if the question is people that I knew beforehand, then it would be Ollie and Aaron. Okay. That's a very fair statement. Um, in terms of people that I met at BULA, 100% you. I still don't know who this Jimmy is besides Diego's roommate. <laughs> like you keep telling me about this Jimmy. I'm like, okay, he's a person. I, I literally could not pick him out of the lineup. I just know that he was Diego's roommate and now Diego. Um, Jimmy, if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry, but. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, so yeah, uh, you 100% for people that I met in LA. Um, people that I knew before LA from BULA. Uh, Andrea and Ollie, we stand. Oh, I also really enjoy Jessica Matat as well um, from people that I met in LA, like of the people that I keep in touch with from, like I keep in touch with her. And then a lot of people I knew before BULA, uh, you, no, not you, sorry, Andrea. I didn't know you before LA. Just pretend you did, pretend you met me in LA and you knew me beforehand. Um, apparently you know of me. I did not know of yeah. you. Yeah, because uh, fun fact, I... Uh, worked at the WTBU radio station and Kate was a member of Man Eater? No. What was your show called? I had multiple shows. Illuminati Confirmed? No. Stranger Things? No. I'm okay. just throwing things that I remember. It wasn't hardly horsing around. Ugh. No. Oh my goodness. Rest in peace. Oh, well, I was a member. I was a founding member of Bracket Racket. Ooh. Did you just uh, do brackets there? Yep. Yep. We did a lot of brackets on BU in the morning. I think we even did a Scooby-Doo bracket at one point, like Scooby-Doo movies. So I can look at that up. Um, but yeah, uh, just so many fun people in LA. Also, I want to shout out my my squad, Danielle and Angel, who I knew before LA, but we definitely bonded a ton in LA, uh, especially Angel, because I, I knew Angel not that well, but then in LA, uh, we ran into the movies at, at, uh, at AMC. I went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. She went to see Little Women. And then it was it was iconic. We we are inseparable since the uh, squad. I think she was there at that night that the last party that we had in person. I remember when you and I went grocery shopping before to get all the drinks. And then we went to get Danielle, and yeah. you introduced me to ta, my number one song of the year, Diana. Diana, I was in the car today with my sister, and of course I put oh, on Betty. Midnight Midnight Memories album. Yes, and I skipped one and two. I can't lie. And then my sister looks at the track list and goes, oh my God, number four, Midnight Memories. So she skips three and goes to that. And I said, three is Diana. Man, did you skip Diana? And she was like, yeah. Betty is canceled. You're out of the car. 100% Betty gets my LVP points for the next <laughs> uh, rest of the month. Um, while we're here, do you want to do our scores? I want to hear your score first because I feel like I'm probably going to be the Paula again. Like I'm always the Paula. I give the nice scores, even though the score is not that nice. I'm going to tear this movie apart. I mean, genuinely, it was a very good movie overall. Like I, you know, it'd be- Was it? Movie. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> very good movie. There was a lot of different scenes going on. I just felt that personally it got repetitive. I missed- Wait, I actually have some in my personal DMs about someone messaging me about this movie because I posted this on my own personal Instagram. Let me just read what she says as well. Um, okay, Lindsay, who wants to come on the podcast to discuss Scooby-Doo Nutcracker. Um, so we are definitely going to do that. Um, Lindsay says, LOL, I rented this movie from Hollywood Video when I was five and stopped watching because I was so bored. I don't even know the plot. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I told her, all, this movie was not good. Um, and Lindsay says, five-year-old Lindsay knew. But also, um, she has a few questions for us that I forgot to ask. If you're willing to do that before we hit our okay. star ratings. Okay. Um, is the scrappy hate justified? And this is going to be an ongoing discussion point, I think. But the scrappy hate. I can't stand him. I will do my best to defend scrappy. Um, annoying. Extremely annoying. Okay. Do you want to save this alien invasion question for when we get to alien invasion? Yes. Let me just read it so we don't forget. And remind us when we get to this podcast, um, listeners, specifically Lindsay, but all listeners, um, did Scooby-Doo alien invasion ruin the legacy of Scooby-Doo because the whole point of the show was that monsters don't exist? So let's sit on that topic um, okay. and ponder it. And when we get to Alien Invasion, Invasion we'll double check on it. Um, next question. Have Velma and Shaggy ever hooked up? My answer is 100%. Oh, I think not. 
I think there. This is besides Scooby. This is a polyamorous open relationship sort of situation with all four of them. They've definitely had things go on between them. That's my theory. Um, I mean, they've been together fifty years. I feel like they've all tried things. I mean, uh, the only reason that I was really went with no is because personally, I think that because you are married to Matthew Lillard. Okay, yes, but my point was I think Velma and Daphne are lesbians. Ooh, there is a movie called Daphne and Velma. We can explore all that when we get to they it. Are um, lesbians. Um, anyways, and then her last question. Um, how dare the new Scoob movie not hire Matthew Lillard? Do you want to pop off on that? The whole cast. I mean, they got a completely new cast. Yes. And we'll discuss all that and more, but I knew that I needed to specify the Matthew Lillard part because she also is a fan. I don't know if she has a crush on Matthew Lillard. I think that might just be a you thing, but... Um, it's because of Scream. Okay. Well, she is also a fan of him, at least. Are you a fan of Matthew Lillard? That's a reference you won't get. Sorry. Um, anyways, let's hear your score. Out of five... Yes, out of five, Scooby Snacks. I am going to go with um, the half of the Scooby Snack that I broke in half and didn't feed to my dog yet. So 0.5. Okay. Specifically, the half that I didn't even feed to my dog yet. Okay. Yes, I I hear you. Um, Hearing you say that makes me want to think about what I'm about to say because I might change it on the fly and go half a point lower than I originally was going to go. Gut reaction after finishing this, like for most of the movie, I was like, this is going to be like, I can't give it zero scores because that's impossible. But I was going to give very low scores. And then at the end, I was like, because I was satisfied with the second half, it was the other way where I was like, oh, the first half is interesting. Then the second half flopped. It definitely would have had a lower score. Um, I think I'm going to stick with my store because I'm known to be the Paula. Um, but the specific reason I gave it 1.5 instead of one was the references to television and film in these parodies. And I appreciated that. And also the meta commentary of like Scooby-Doo, like being the Saturday morning thing. I thought that was very meta of it um, as a product, um, but more so the references as a student uh, or student, that's a lie a graduate of the film and television arts program. So with our scores together, with zero audience scores for this movie, we get, um, and for these ones, if we don't get audience scores, we're just gonna combine our average R scores out to um, do it instead of um, get a- What? You got me thinking. Can I change my score? You can. I'll give it one Scooby snack. One Scooby snack. Okay, so you made a really good point about all the references. So with that in mind, two point five divided by two is one point two five. Oh, audience score didn't submit one point two five. So that is our first one. And as we move on, we can um, adjust the scores. And I'm very excited for this project. And before we go, do you have any final Scooby thoughts? And then I have another quick thing that's unScooby related that I want to get your thoughts on. Just that I hope Shaggy as a character redeems himself because he was not it this this movie. He definitely was not, and it was very disappointing. Um, but yeah, so next up we'll have we're jumping almost 10 years into the future. 1987 brought us Scooby-Doo Meets the Boo Brothers. Um, so this is a two-hour film. Oh. Or 92 minutes, 92 minutes, sorry. Oh. Um that's from October 18th, 1987. Get us your feedback there. I'm going to try to figure out how to make a short link, but for now I don't have one um, for the feedback form, but it's in the podcast um, that you're listening to right now. I I linked it there. Um, So yeah, get us all your feedback, get us your commentary on this movie specifically, as well any other Scooby discussion points. Like, and plug anything that you want us to discuss as we continue this podcast, because I will try to make a note document as well for that. Um, Like Lindsay's question about alien invaders and, Velma and Shaggy. We'll hit those later. Um, for now, I have no other Scooby thoughts. Um, and if you're tapping out of the podcast now, follow us at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Anchor.fm slash Brazilian Dragon is our homepage. Any podcast listening app we're on, Spotify, all that jazz. Um, 
Kate, you're at Tears You Apart on Twitter. Do you want people to follow you? And my main is still at Fleets by Fleet for now. Um, if you can, if y'all listeners want to be nice, there is an imposter out there who's pretty sus. Um, has my Twitter handle, took it. Also has my face and like my whole page. Like they have it copied, and I'm not okay with that. It makes me a little anxious. And I reported it to Twitter, and Twitter said there's not enough proof that this is. Um, impersonating you even after i sent them a photo of my passport um so please report it if you see it um do me a favor just report it as impersonating someone you know um and hopefully we can get that settled but for now i'm at fleets by fleep and i will change it if necessary because that is not going to be my twitter handle forever um anyways yeah so that's all i have tune in next week for the boo brothers but before we go kate i need to ask you Give us all the tea on Are You the One? Because you've been watching that since it got added on Netflix. Have you finished you know, both seasons or just one? I have. I, I only, I have one more. I have the finale of season two left. I'm going to watch it tonight. Reunion. I don't think I'm going to get to the reunion tonight. Um, I have to wake up for work at nine. So we'll see if I do get to the reunion, but I'll definitely finish it tonight. Um, Let's I, start with one. What do you think of one? Like, do you have any hot takes from season one? um any people you hated any people you loved everybody was so toxic let me pull up the cast list because i i just have to are you ethan ethan and amber no i know but i mean i have to like look at the list okay because i'm not i can't remember okay adam i remember him oh adam was on the challenge so i know who he is do you want me to tell you how he does on the challenge? no we might watch the challenge later with you get your thoughts on it Oh, Ryan was my favorite. Boy. Oh, Ryan was the guy with the journal, right? I watched a few episodes with Kate on Netflix. Party. My favorite boy. Um. Oh, JJ was. Um. He got violent. I got scared. Oh, JJ. He was the one who the first episode was like toxic, and he held someone's neck, right? And I don't know. He was kind of. He got better as it went on, but the way he got violent, I was like, absolutely. I don't like him. Yeah, he was on the challenge. He was irrelevant on the challenge, and then watching that, those episodes that I watched with you, yeah. I was like, I don't like this man. I love Simone, though. No, I was not a fan. Um, um, Chris. There's, there's two, two Chris's, right? Chris T and Chris Scally. Him, I did not like him at all. Which one? T? Honestly, either, but Chris Scally okay. specifically. Um, honestly, they were all an absolute tragic is there anyone you liked shanley shanley i know she's a fan fave because she's crazy oh no i didn't like her um simone simone everybody blends in because they're all the same person calicia deserved better than um dylan dylan sucked especially in that first episode that i watched with you anyways anyways season two what are your thoughts on season two okay season two is tragic i can't who do i know from season two brandon christina brianna all those people are fine i don't really mind the girls um it's just the guys like they're all terrible is dario on that season yeah okay i know dario he said he wanted he said that he conquered this girl i said disgusting i um hello yeah and she what? was like i'm not something to conquer and i was like yes girl okay i i stand that phrase yeah, that she spoke back up at him yeah uh, I, I actually i honestly don't mind the girls i mean some of them are a little bit um some of them are something i'm not like, a big christina fan based on her challenge oh is that the season with nate i hate nate nate he's the guy who looks like a rat sorry that's nathan that's probably nathan. very nathan He's like Mason and he's got tattoos everywhere. But yeah, like, him. Yeah, that's him. I don't really like him. Um, honestly, don't like any of the guys. They're all kind of, they're kind of terrible. Agreed. But yeah, so that was Kate's, are you the one, do you want to talk about are you the one eight uh, while you're here too? The one that you watched, the sexually fluid one that you love? The gay season, that was the best season by far, still to this day. The only thing I did not think was fair is that I don't know if some I don't know if a rule changed between season two, which is the most which is the, I've seen season one, two, and eight so far. I don't know if something has changed between two and eight, 
but so far if they get no matches nothing happens to their pot of money and then season eight where it's twice as hard if there's ever a time that they have no matches they lose a quarter of a million dollars i did yeah. not think that was fair the game is already twice as hard you can't have it that way i think they like did it for other seasons bef- since season two before season eight but i'm not positive because i think like there was no risk for getting things wrong except for like the last one then like i hope yeah because like, yeah. Like, i just i mean i still just didn't like that rule because like the season i'm watching now they've had two weeks where they got no match. like a blackout yeah, yeah. they had that twice so far yeah. What do you think of the host? I know that's like a debate among the, are you the one I people? I remember the host from season eight because I watched it so long ago. Okay, but what about this guy? That relevant in the show. Um, but honestly, I don't mind him. I think his name is Ryan. He's chill. Ryan. He looks like a high schooler. He looks like he's, he's ninth five, oh, grade. And he's not annoying, but he's not yeah. memorable. I, he's, totally so, he's better than TJ. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> T, no, not Terrence. TJ from... Um, the challenge. I don't like TJ. Let's see. I don't even know the host name from season eight. Let me look. Is it Terrence, the guy who hosted? Terrence J. Yeah, not TJ. Terrence J is someone else. Okay. Um, anyways, do you have any final thoughts in general about life, about Andrea, about Ollie, about scorpions, about the creepy, the crabby creature from the creepy crag? I have lots of thoughts and also no thoughts. That's beautiful. That that should be on your Twitter homepage. Um, but yeah, again, like we said, Kate's at tears you apart. Do you want people to follow your Instagram or not? Yeah, you can follow my Instagram. It's it's Kaz, but it's K-A-Z dot Z. K-A-Z dot Z for our Canadian and international listeners. They say Z. Did you not know no, that? No, they did. And you had to just remind me of it. <laughs> but yeah, so you can follow Kate there. You can follow us, like we said, at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, I think we have a TikTok somewhere. You can also email us feedback at braziladragonpod at gmail.com. Um, if you're an RHAP patron, I was on the Family Feud tonight with my girl, Nicole Horn. No spoilers there. I'll talk about her next week if you want. Um, and yeah, speaking of Nicole Horn, we um, within the next month, we'll be doing a Camp Rock 2 podcast. Um, and we'll have some more Scooby-Doo content coming your way shortly. Like Kate and I, we're just getting started. We just put the keys in the ignition. We're not planning on stopping until our next pit stop with the Boo Brothers. Um, and we're just having a great time. So catch us there. Should people give us a hashtag if they made it to this, the end of this podcast on Twitter. Tweet at us. Hashtag, hashtag fire CJ. Fire CJ replace yes. yes and that's fire f-i-r-e uh c-j c-j not like spelled out um yeah and we'll be back soon with some more scooby-dooby-doo until next time bye Trail leads back to you. What's the Scooby?